Welcome to episode three of Brought Back Home on the CFRC 101.9 FM, bringing the local arts and local music back to you. It's a beautiful day here in Kingston, Ontario. We hope you're enjoying it. For this episode, we have two new guests joining us on the show, local music therapist and flautist Jessica Nielsen and singer-songwriter Emily Steele from Wolf Island. If you aren't sure what music therapy is exactly, Jess and I sit down to discuss the practical applications of music therapy and how we can all use it to our benefit. We cover a variety of topics, including the strength and connection we as a species have to music. We have a YGK Arts update this week for you, filling you in on what content was released recently, what local events are coming up, and the various ways you can participate. For a musical performance and interview this week, we team up with friend of the show, Mariah Horner, where she sits down with Emily Steele of Emily Steele and the Real Deal at local venue, The Grad Club. You can check out Emily Steele and the Real Deal on August 5th, performing for the Isabel's Online Summer Music Festival. Visit isabeldigitalconcerthall.queensu.ca for more info on their upcoming show and other shows as well. And now it's time for our social distanced masks on interview with Jess Nielsen, local music therapist. Thanks for coming in today. Um, I'm really excited to have you here because this gives us a perspective we have not yet had on the show. (laughs) And we can kind of talk about what your education was like becoming a music therapist because I feel like the average listener who might not understand what that is. I know a few people I talked with before, friends and family, that I told we were going to have you in today. They're like, what is a music therapist? So maybe if uh, we're starting, we can you can just kind of talk about what your role as a music therapist is and what you do. Sure. Thank you so much for this opportunity because... I love spreading the word about music therapy. Not a lot of people know exactly what it entails. So I think this is a really great um, chance to tell Kingston a bit more about it. And I couldn't be more excited. Me too. I'm (laughs) very excited. Um, So in music therapy, we have a very specific definition that we give. And then we give like different levels of elevator pitches depending on depending on how much time we have or uh, who we're talking to and the purpose of explaining about music therapy. So listeners, I wrote this down as the exact definition to give you first. Perfect. So music therapy is in Canada, a discipline in which credentialed professionals or music therapists accredited, we call ourselves, use music purposefully within therapeutic relationships to support development, health, and well-being. And music therapists use music safely and ethically to address human needs within cognitive, communicative, emotional, music, physical, social, and spiritual domains. Beautiful. (laughs) That's a very precise definition, I would say, but still a lot of people might not know what practical applications (laughs) and settings music therapy might be used in. Yes. Yeah, and that's that's fair. That's kind of more related to something that people know. So a lot of the times I'll say it's very similar to talk therapy, but where we have the same training as um, credentialed therapists and counselors, but um, instead it's using music to assess and help process uh, clients' goals and needs and even writing out the goals can be done musically too. So it's just using music as the language, which for some people can be more accessible to to speak through. So right. yeah, that's that's my main elevator pitch. And then I say it's done 
through, we have a thousand hours of internship. Um, if you're working in music psychotherapy, which is what I'm working towards, it's done through one of the two master's programs in Canada. Uh, I went to Wilfrid Laurier for the master's of music psychotherapy. Okay. And yeah, and then there's also different levels of music therapy where there's bachelor's level of education where you can work just as a music therapist. And then there's various training programs as well. So yeah, I like to explain the education that goes behind it because uh, music is used in various levels in different sorts of therapy, but in music therapy specifically, it's a very precise definition of how we use it. Right. Yeah. (laughs) Uh, We were talking a bit before the show today and we talked about how there's just so many different people for who would get different use out of music and music therapy in the sense that it's all age groups and in different settings. Mm -hmm. Do you want to talk about, you know, just an example of a case? It doesn't need to be an actual case, but just Mm -hmm. an example of an individual who might get some use out of working with a music therapist. Music is so accessible, so you can work with all ages and stages in life, uh, different populations, and... I was telling you, Matt, that you don't have to be a musician to be in music therapy because there's so many different ways you can incorporate music where it's not necessarily live improvisation, although we do use a lot of live music in sessions. Um, So in long-term care, for example, we might be working on the goal of bringing memories forward or a positive relaxation. So there you might be bringing in familiar songs playing familiar songs that people in the group enjoy and want to talk about and release memories around them or connect with family members, bringing back times that were important to them. So, yeah, that might be a way we're using live music in long-term care and incorporating different physical goals through instrument use. You know, even if it's just a percussion instrument and you're keeping the beat or... Right. That's... You're still incorporating in the music making, so... I think... Both things you mentioned there are very interesting. When you're talking about long-term care, there's a lot that is unknown from a medical perspective regarding, you know, how people's minds change Hmm. as they get older. In a lot of cases with Alzheimer's and dementia, I've seen a couple of documentaries, you know, I'm not a medical expert by any means or a music therapist for that matter, but I've seen (laughs) lots of documentaries, especially with individuals who are elderly and have Alzheimer's and have a musical background of some sort, music can be very effective for bringing them to as far as, you know, being able to connect with people again, even if it's relatives or strangers or anything. It just, I'm not sure how it works, but it (laughs) seems like in those cases, it brings someone's mindset back to a time when they were more alert. It's Mm -hmm. very interesting. Yeah, exactly. Like you see that a lot of people describe as a miraculous moment where all of a sudden someone's able to recall and recognize family again. And um, But there is, yeah, like there is a lot of science behind what's going on. And I guess that's where the training comes in, where you recognize how to do that and how to safely bring back those memories and connect you always make sure the music isn't triggering to them. Right. Or Yeah, you don't want to bring up any past trauma. You want it to be positive experience. Yeah. Yeah, yeah so there's a lot of science behind why people remember music, specifically like the brain remembers tunes rather than just written sentence. So. Sure. 
Yeah. Yeah, and it comes from the way our brains process music from all areas, and the left and the right brain process, processes the speech and the rhythm of the music, and, and that helps to bring back the memories. So. Yeah, it's very cool. I didn't <laughs> know that both parts of the brain, the left and right, process music together. I just always assumed it was only one half. Oh, yeah. Most people think like right half is more creative and yeah. left half is more logical. But with music, you do have speech through the lyrics. You have um, movement through the rhythm of picking up the beat. You have, um, you know, <laughs> everything that comes alive within the music and the memories are throughout your life. So it's it's it really is a tool that is does look miraculous, but it's actually working on a very scientific, basic right. level, and it makes a lot of sense. <laughs> yeah, yeah. When you mentioned it working on a basic level, there's two things I was going to mention here. You you talked about the physical aspect of music, you, like you said, even if it's just percussion and keeping a beat. There's obviously there takes some brain power there in order to do that, in order to mm -hmm. recognize a rhythm and kind of keep that rhythm. And it seems like it can be a very useful mental and physical exercise in some cases. Because I know growing up, going to a publicly funded school, music, thankfully, is something that is incorporated into the education of children. And from a very young age, you, <laughs> I'm sure a lot of uh, parents and teachers can get tired of the noise sometimes, but mm. percussion is usually the first thing that, you know, it's, it's almost like built into us as a species, just as a species. I, I don't even know when the first historical evidence of being able to like play music was a cultural thing. Mm. It, it must, it must've been very early on, but just hitting two things together, like that's rhythm right there <laughs> as it is. So it, it almost feels as if sometimes music is primal and we have like this really deep connection with it regardless of what it is whether it's you know classical beethoven or if it's hip-hop or if it's like it doesn't matter yeah i i see that in sessions and where i'm working with someone who can't necessarily have a conversation in a traditional sense with using words but i feel like i've had a conversation with that person for the whole hour just making music or making sounds and showing them that i'm socially present with them and that I hear them and that satisfaction of having a conversation with someone who can't communicate in verbal way is is what makes it so accessible to everyone and the emotions that come out we can't we don't always have words for them even if we do have verbal processing and that comes out in the music too and in, in such a way where it's almost like a container that can hold different emotions at the same time and you can talk at the same time with someone else where you're playing in harmony and you're you're supporting them that way so it's it's such an expansive way to to communicate and that's that's very true yeah i think music in general is very emotive and expressive and it makes a lot of sense to me that there's you know a whole line of work that's dedicated to kind <laughs> of like understanding the emotional response to sound it, it it's because Music in general is, like I said, emotive, lyrically and even melodically. You can understand an emotion just from hearing a composition if it's instrumental, mm -hmm. right? 
we hear <laughs> we're, we're kind of conditioned at a very early age for like scary music to sound scary for upbeat happy music to sound happy for sad music to sound sad yeah yeah i i remember in comp i was talking a bit with you about com being in composition first that's how i started my right. musical education and i've i've tried to write sad sounding songs or um happy sounding songs and and i had a really great professor uh, linda catlin smith and she she said well this is very Canadian Western culture sad sounding and she helped me explore modes of other cultures where actually a minor scale sounds happy and yeah we're very conditioned by our culture of what sounds can be and it's just so interesting that you can add those in and maybe my client is from another culture and um, they want to express sadness and I can still accompany and understand them through the musical means we're using but it's not necessarily I'm understanding fully where they're coming from, but I can still support in that way. Right. So. That's cool. Yeah. So we see and hear music kind of everywhere we go. It's kind of inescapable. The only time <laughs> you're not going to hear music is when you're kind of in a more remote area of society, whether it's like out on a cottage or something. And even then, you're probably going to be listening to something. We've already talked about how important it is as our human identity like how closely music is tied to that. Hmm. We hear it in restaurants. We hear it at the mall. We hear it when we're walking down the street. It, it's <laughs> kind of inescapable. So hmm. long question being made short here. <laughs> Personally, how would you say on a day-to-day -day basis, music affects your cognitive thought I know that's a very vague question <laughs> in a sense, but... I'll try to answer and you re redirect me if I go Okay, off. sure. <laughs> so uh, when I'm working as a music therapist, which I do in Kingston right now, I find I'm entering other people's music a lot. And in that way, I'm using music to support, to understand and to process what they're trying to say to support them. And so in my work... I work part-time as a music therapist and part-time in a lessons, music lessons center. So in work, music is around that way. But then when I get home or I'm in the car driving between sessions, I'm using music t as a grounding tool. So I might be listening to something that has a very metronomic, rhythmic beat to kind of get my thoughts back to just a grounding. Yeah. And then when I get home, usually I don't want any music, <laughs> to be honest, because it's a full day of... Yeah, it's just, it's so, it's such a big part of your entire day, I can imagine. You, everyone's ears need to take a break. <laughs> yeah, and usually I have some songs that are lingering in my head that can kind of, I can pick up and tell me maybe how I'm feeling because I'm very attuned to how, uh, like, self-care and music as a therapist is very important. So sometimes when I get home, I'm kind of more listening to the musical thoughts that are sticking out and maybe I need to write about what happened that day or and then I might use music to sleep fall asleep at the end <laughs> yeah. of the day so that's uh, that's true <laughs> as a kid I had and you know what I still have a very hard time sleeping a lot of people do but as a kid mm -hmm. I would listen to my favorite music as I was falling asleep and at the time it was driving radio friendly like pop punk <laughs> so it's not the best thing to fall asleep to. It's not exactly going to make me relaxed. And I'm sure a lot of other people do the same thing where they're just, they need to hear something when they're falling asleep. Totally. Do you have any insight on that? 
Well, I think it's very individual to the person. And I know people can say like judgmental statements about what the music they're listening to. Like, oh, like even when you said uh, I fall asleep to that, it works for me. Uh, and you were thinking it might have been some calmer music, maybe. I mean, it wasn't at the time. Um, <laughs> but I think it's just so individual to each person. And that's what we always do in in therapy sessions too if the person wants to listen to really what I might perceive as like happy music to relax right kind of as what you were saying earlier with the difference between happy and sad music for various people yeah and even listening to sad music um, that might mean something different to them or it might be comforting to them so I think yeah it's just so individualistic to each person what helps them to calm down or to to sleep what is really cool in the medical field it seems you know we have stuff that we diagnose and we have a treatment and it's kind of like it's not obviously i should correct myself a little bit here it's not the same for everyone but there's usually like the first go-to treatment that is seen as the most effective and i guess in your field that's never really the case. It's more so you kind of have to make a judgment based on the individual rather than, I guess, a pattern of various individuals. Yes, exactly. It's very client-centered, and we always come from that space. No matter what type of music therapy you're practicing, that's a very essential thing. And I think with any therapist or (laughs) professional that is working with lots of with, a, with different people, you have to, that's the best way to really listen to what they need and to respond appropriately and not, and in a therapeutic relationship, it's two people entering the conversation and the therapeutic bond. So you, you, you want to reflect what they're bringing in too, and you want to not bring in any biases that you might have. Right. So yeah, listening is the best prevention that way. So Jess, um, with all of this conversation being said, I'm just kind of asking you question after question, and I'm really glad you came in today, but is there anything that you want to talk about or, you know, just discuss? I know Find Your Voice is trying to bring an internship here at the music therapy program I work with, and I'd like to see even more music therapy happening, like maybe in the future, Queen's offering a music therapy program, and it's just such a beautiful community here that's so musical and and the community really gets, like, it feels like music is running through the, the air here. So yeah. I think music therapy could really expand in Kingston and, and it's so exciting. And that's why I appreciate so much talking on your show about what it is exactly. And, and it's not just with music therapy in our community, but right. can, yeah. yeah, no, I'm glad you could bring a unique perspective to the program. Can you tell us more info about the, about Find Your Voice? Sure, yeah. So Find Your Voice was started by Mackenzie Kostrin, who's in Halifax right now. Um, But there's four therapists and three of us are in Kingston. So uh, servicing Kingston, Gananoque area, as well as Belleville. Um, So we reach within our communities and fill the needs of music therapy. Okay. And can we find more info about Find Your Voice online anywhere? Yes. Yeah. If you type in Music Therapy Kingston, I believe... There's other music therapists here, which is great, but uh, find if you wanted to specifically look up Find Your Voice, then you could go online and search and just that one search out. music therapy Kingston, and it's right there. Yeah, it's beautiful. <laughs> yeah. 
Yeah. That's pretty simple. Okay. Yeah. So it's pretty easily accessible. Awesome. Well, yeah. thanks for coming on to the show today, Jess. I really appreciate, again, your the lens you look through and kind of giving us some light into how music therapy can be used and that it is effective. Thank you. That's a great... I'm glad you took that away and I appreciate being here and thank you for listening. Our next guest, Emily Steele, will be joining Mariah Horner and I for an interview and session at the Grad Club shortly. But first... Here's your YGK Arts Update. The Skeleton Park Neighborhood Art Project is in full swing until August 17th. Working with the Union Gallery, you can appreciate many art installations around the Skeleton Park neighborhood from local artists. Observe these works of art safely outdoors and tour this local outdoor art gallery for free. If you'd like to find out more info or find a map of where the installations are stationed, visit skeletonparkartsfest.ca for more info. You can also find a map of various installations in the center of Skeleton Park. Musiki Cafe has opened back up and that means more live performances. Thanks to the outdoor back patio, several artists will be playing at Musiki in the upcoming weeks. On Sunday, July 26th, the Euro Cafe duo will be forming a relaxing melodic set from 7pm till 9pm. The very next day, on Monday, July 27th, Sean Bain will be playing his first live set since quarantine began at 7pm, promoting his new single. Talented local group Future Free released a new song this past Friday called Just Throw Grenades At Me and is releasing another new track tomorrow called Cut Cowboy. You can find their music on Bandcamp, Spotify, and Apple Music. These musicians have been working super hard on their release schedule, releasing a new track every week, so watch out for more and definitely check them out. Today at 8pm, several local artists are getting together for a cause, performing live on a virtual event, Music for Black Lives Matter. All proceeds will be donated to the official George Floyd Memorial Fund. The super talented lineup consists of local artists Chiara Menchia, Scott Owen, Kyle Genesis, Lauren Carson, Connor Keeley, in Nana. If you'd like to purchase a ticket or find out more info, go to bounceapp.ca or download the Bounce app on your phone. The Isabel Online Summer Music Festival is still going strong with several sets being performed between now and next Thursday. Tuesday, July 28th, the DAN School Faculty Trio will be performing clarinet renditions of Brahms pieces at 7.30. Wednesday, July 29th, Valerie Lloyd Watts will be performing on the piano some favorite classical pieces beginning at 7 p.m. Wednesday, July 29th, clarinet duo consisting of Karina Kananiko and David Gazale are performing a wide variety of classical selections at 8.15 p.m. To watch these live performances and see the upcoming performance calendar, visit isabeldigitalconcerthall.queensu.ca. That's our YGK Arts Update for this week. I'd like to thank Jess again for coming on our show today and sharing the information and thoughts she brought to the program. If you'd like to learn more, you can go to findyourvoicemusictherapy.com and you can go there to find more info on some of the local music therapy services available here in Kingston. Up next, we have Emily Steele joining Mariah Horner at the CFRC for an interview and session. Take it away, Mariah. What's up, Emily Steele? Not much. What's up with you, Momo? Oh, we fine. How you doing, friend? I'm doing well, thank you. So tell us a little bit about yourself. We didn't get, like, you know, the, the usual 
the usual spiel before the show. So who are okay. you, Emily Steele? Give us some deets. I am a local musician. Love I it. play in a three-piece band called Emily Steele and the Deal. Um, work at the Grad Club. Yes. I live over on Wolf Island. What's your favorite garden vegetable? Oh, cucumber. Okay. Yeah. Favorite flower? You said you like to sing about flowers. Um, right now, the zinnias are 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 blooming. So the they're zinnias. they're my top flower this week. But oh. it changes next week. I think snapdragons will be my favorite because they're going to be in full bloom. So, yeah. So this is part music interview, part, like, research for my own garden consultation. You can can invoice me after. It's totally fine. Um, So how long have you been playing in the neighborhood in Kingston or Um, around? Yeah. So I would have been with the band since 2017, but I came to Kingston in 2005 for my undergrad at Queen's. And it was at the grad club where I did my first open mic night. So that would have been in 2007. I think it took me a few years to, I I attended the open mic for many years. And then I finally got up and sang Hank Williams, Your Cheating Heart, which was the go-to song that I can, I had that one down with muscle memory. So is it still in your back pocket? If anyone has ever like bring, bring out an old favorite. Yeah, I can can probably pull it out. (laughs) Oh, I love it. Okay. So uh, favorite, favorite venues to play in town. It's been a while since we played a venue, but like, what do you hold close to your heart? Well, this was the last place I played at the grad club. Um, It's very familiar space. So I feel very comfortable playing here. Um, I wonder, yeah, the Toucan is definitely always like a, a good time and a good vibe going on there. So we had a really fun time doing a residency there last November, and yeah, that was great to just practice lots and work mm-hmm. on our chops and get in tight. And yeah, so that would be another one that I definitely miss and would go to shows there all the time. So, Aww. but the mansion, there's so many, so but, many good ones. Yeah. So you said so you, the last show that you did play was here. Yeah. And curious, so last show you played here? Oh, actually, with the band, it was here. Okay. I actually am remembering the last show I played would have been at the mansion for International Women's Day show, which was solo. Aww. Oh, that's yeah. lovely. Okay, so that was last show. What was first show post-pandemic? First weird internet oh, thing you did? right. Okay, that would have been the a live stream with my friend Graven, who I would have played the last show here at the Grad Club with. So he did a live stream and invited me on to do three songs. So that was my first experience in the live stream world. Ooh, okay, which, so I'm curious. So what stays the same? What's different? Right. Okay. Probably like somehow the nerves stay the same. Okay. <laughs> and yeah, the the engagement is very different uh, singing into the screen, but you know, you just kind of, you squint and make believe and uh, you know, you try and connect. <laughs> oh, and what feels but, like the most, like if you know, if you had to name one thing that you miss the most from being in a real room with people, what is that? What's, what's the difference? Oh, uh, the, the energy and the connection I yeah. think is like the, the, the take home of, being in a room and sharing, yeah, your experience with a crowd of people, it's, yeah. Lace it up, running 150 down the highway again. Road to ride a honey, I don't think I can. Catch up to you, catch me if you can. I'll be eating your dust, tell you to the end. Run your mouth, you leave. 
idea that you've had post-pandemic like I'm talking like cat concert I actually think I have a good idea for a music video for that Roadrunner song I played that's my idea where I have some kind of like runner and like it's gonna be like full spandex there's gonna be there's gonna be a chase there's gonna be coyote there's gonna be a roadrunner it's gonna get weird (laughs) sounds weird (laughs) Sound, like you know, can't I can't tell you too much right now. I was so. gonna say if you do tell us, you have to kill us, but that's fine. Keep I'm that here one for in the, the vault. Runner. Okay, so new stuff though. So you've also also been busy writing, or I've been playing. The, when the when it first we, when we first went into lockdown, I was pretty productive and wrote a bunch of songs. But as of late, I definitely have kind of stepped away from that, mm. um, and I haven't been as prolific, you could say. But I still play regularly and. Uh, Right now I'm getting back to trying some band practice again. We're doing like an outdoor band practice thing every week. So oh, no way. that's been good. Just trying to get back into the groove with the guys. So Oh, and are you playing like out on Wolf Island or you're just We're in the backyard uh, at John's house, so oh. on Elm Street, which is in the fruit belt. So we did have a noise complaint last week. So okay, we gotta come be on. careful. <laughs> like if you're in the neighborhood, it's like a free show. <laughs> yeah, I guess, but I, they had a baby that was trying to sleep. So oh, we're like, okay, okay. okay we'll, we'll shut her down. It was fair. So Oh, yeah. so side Side hustles, other side hustles. I know. I know you also as a very talented florist. Oh right. Are you still like? I do gardening. Zinnias. I I make myself up a bouquet every once in a while for Ooh. sure. Just for personal, you know, for the house. Um, my main employment is landscaping, gardening over on Simcoe Island right now. So okay. that's where I spend a lot of my time. And there's 70 acres of keep busy so yeah it's been it's been all right it's been hot this summer it's as spicy you can imagine. Hot. Yeah. oh yeah. yeah but it's on the water so it's okay to go for a little dip midday just to bring the water temperature down See? or bring your body temperature down yeah and if like wouldn't that make a good middle of a band practice too like you play for a little bit go for a swim get ideal. out of the water i know we got to get close i'm trying to get them over it's hard to get people over to wolf island though okay. sometimes especially in the summer with with the boat so We'll see, but that sounds wonderful. Okay, I'd so you're, talk, you're talking a lot about your band, Emily yeah. Steele, and The Deal. So who's who's The Deal? Who the are they? Deal? Tell me about The Deal. John Irwin is Love the it. drummer. Jack Lockridge is the baritone guitarist. Okay. And then I'm the singer and electric guitarist. So we're just a three-piece uh, toe-tap and good time. Oh! <laughs> uh, yeah, it's... It's been really great collaborating with them over yeah. the years, for sure. Okay, so if you, we'll go, we'll, we'll play a game. I can go first. You're talking about the deal, Emily Steele and the deal. You have three words to describe Emily Steele and the deal. Yeah. And I've been thinking about this all day. I've been to a few of your shows. My three words were houndstooth. Hope that wasn't yours. Uh, warmth. And gold, which Aww. I know is cheating because that's a song <laughs> name. But I, it's true, though. Like, I have a lot of really fond memories of seeing you play and then, you know, going outside and, like, feeling, like, sun also. I really, I really, I associate cool. your music with the I outside love, world. I love your word choices. Those are perfect. Those okay, how are about like, you, baby? You, you nailed it. The houndstooth is, like, on the mark. <laughs> it is the pattern of choice. It is the pattern <laughs> of choice. So if you had to describe Emily Steele and the Deal in only three words, what um, would you say? Collaboration. Oh. Uh, friendship. 
and um, figuring, figuring. Oh, yeah. <laughs> we are all working together trying to just figure it out. Figuring so it some out. Figuring. Yes. Well, and luckily you can collaborate with friends while yeah. you're doing it. So have you been friends with these, these dudes for a while? Um, yeah, probably. Well, two, I've met uh, Jack at an open mic in the mansion when I returned to Kingston probably in 2013. Mm-hmm. But just briefly, we crossed paths. And it wasn't until 2017 when we really started uh, diving in 2016, actually, is when we started playing together more. So, yeah, I guess four years has been uh, how long we've known them. And Jack as well, like, I mean, John as well, it's probably been around four or five years where yeah. it started off as friends. With Jack, it started more musical, but with John, it was just like we were in a mutual friend group and got to know each other. He's like, oh, I play drums. I was like, oh, cool. Sick, I need one. Yeah. Yeah, yeah exactly. Aww. His partner, Fran, my number one friend, she's so, she kind of helped make it happen. Like, she's so supportive. She's like, get together, play some music. So, yeah. Oh, that's so great. So it's good to hear that you guys are still playing and practicing in backyard. So local folks or folks that are listening, like, what can they do to keep supporting you? And I know that's a big question, but, yeah. like, how can we make sure that we see Emily Steele and Deal? Loads and loads in the future. Well, um, I have records for sale. You can go to the local record shop and pick up a record. That's one way. Um, it has houndstooth on it. It's easy to find. Can't miss it. No. It's a 10-inch. Um, but also, I think, just, yeah, if they feel like engaging, you can engage. And at, on the other side, you know, come to the shows. If there are, you know, whatever form it will take, uh, that would be that would be my advice of how you could find support for me, I guess. All right, um, this song is called Prairie Petals, and it was inspired by a girl I met on a train uh, earlier this year. She moved to Saskatchewan and started a greenhouse, so this is for Katie. Prairie petals are paving your way. Roll down. 
your fingers fly a little wind swift weathered and white irises and queen anne's lace and not from around here but i found a place where you can roll down the windows let your fingers fly a little wind swift weathered and white that wind swift mother Like you said, you're a grad. You're a grad club bartender, one of the faves, um, and we're in the grad club here right now. And you were talking about, you know, you, you played an open mic here years and years ago. Do you have any other sort of like standout grad club memory that is like at the front of your brain? Yeah. Since, I don't know about you, but I haven't been back in this building in a while. Totally. So you come back in and you like smell it. You're like, I remember. Yes. 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 I, you get flashbacks. So my. The first memory that came to me was your play. What was like the oh, this last? This is cheating. This is the last memory I have of the grad club, Aww. and it was an awesome night. And I think we all kind of knew it was not going to be the same after. At least I, I had that inkling. I'm like, I'm yeah. just going to really enjoy this night. And it was the closing of your play, and there was some great company, and I had some great conversation, Aww. and I soaked it up, and then it was I, over. and then I stayed home. <laughs> and then after that, we stayed home, yeah. which I do remember that day was Friday the 13th. Yes. Yeah. So like nothing to say there, but know. you know, well, that's nice. This is cheating. You can't say that like my show is your favorite show, but it's fun. I all, there's been lots of concerts, tons of concerts. There was, uh, the plants and animals, Elliot Brood and the acorn once played here like years ago. That was the best concert that I had had like that one. I was just like, how can, how can this be? So, so yeah, many that times, was wicked. Yeah, so many times I have seen shows and I have asked myself that question, like here in this building where it's like, how can it be? How can I be seeing this powerhouse person yeah. in this like super sweet little, you know, two, three story house? Like, yeah, exactly. A little intimate room. So that, that night was really fun and yeah, that was, that's another great memory up Aww. here, but I don't know, your, yeah, your play was an awesome ending to a little break here, I guess. So a little, a little reprieve, yeah. a little pause. Yes. So what's next? What's coming down the pipes? Like, is it just like are, you're ready for a beer after this, or <laughs> you know, no pressure? Where I, I hear you immediately so after yes. this. Yeah. Well, I don't know. I haven't actually thought of it. I'm in town. I know I need some more strings and some new cables. Love it. So I might hit up some music stores eventually and get do a little. Uh, Supply run, so uh, and down I the think, pipes. What's next in the next few weeks, few months, or oh, so we're doing a live show with Emily Steele and the Deal, the band. I'm really excited for this. This is going to be on August the fifth at the Isabel Bader. They're doing a live stream music festival this summer, so you can find us on the internet on August the fifth, seven thirty, I think, and that's the next. Uh, yeah, that's the next endeavor. That's the next Ooh. show. And then after that, we'll see. Um, I wonder if we'll go back to the studio and do like a single or something, if that will be something that, you know, uh, yeah, to keep engaged and keep us practicing. Mm -hmm. But, you know, I don't know if there'll be, yeah, we'll just have to play it by ear with that. I'm not thinking too far in the future. Right but answer, baby. I know that I want to make some more music with them because we got some good jams and I want to. I want to get them down, so, yeah. Ooh. Okay, so live stream coming up. Yeah. What is the thing you're, like, most stoked about for a live stream? Like, is it, or is it all just kind of sweaty? <laughs> no, it's great. It's, it's, <laughs> it's, it is, it's part sweaty. Yeah. But it has to be, like, just getting the opportunity to play with the band again. Oh, in, yes. In a, in a show setting in the Isabel Bader, which oh. is 
an, a beautiful venue that I've seen many symphony shows and other bands and whatnot, and I'm really excited to stand in, on that stage and just feel the warmth of the wood in the room. So just being in the room is going to be, I'm, I'm really looking forward to that. Oh, that's great. I will be sweating. I don't know if I'm going to be sweating as much as I was sweating tonight, but we'll see. <laughs> they, they, it's the Isabel. They can afford air conditioning. Yeah. <laughs> yes, right. You know, like it'll probably be cold. You're right. I probably it might should. Be too cold. Yeah. I'll bring a sweater. Bring your hands sweater. There you go. That's fine. <laughs> yeah. So, is there anything else that you want to like? You know, let us know of that's going on in your world, or well, you know, um, compost your leftovers, uh, pull yes. your weeds. Um, you know, just keep well. Just try to get your eight hours of sleep a night. <laughs> Eat your veggies. Oh, see, that is good advice. This is uh, mom advice. So, you know what, guys? Just, yeah, yeah. Stay connected. Reach out to your friends. Check in on people, you know. That's all. And uh, I look forward to seeing everyone again. Aw. <laughs> yeah. That's nice. Is there anything else you want me to add, Mr. Matt Muto, for your... Uh, let's see. Let's see. Yes, for and, sure. Like, I was curious what Okay, so I was born and raised in Guelph, Ontario. Spent the first 17 years there, and then it was time to go to university, and I was, you know, sussing out programs and places, and I really, I had no idea about the Kingston community, really. I kind of went in blind, but it's very comparable to, like, the size of Guelph and the vibe of Guelph. Mm. A lot of limestone-like Guelph. It was just... I don't know, I just really naturally fell into it. So it was school that brought me here. And then that's where it kind of all changed for me. Like, I don't know, I really love the community. I just, I don't know, just sunk in. And Kingston, you know, it's the water, I think, out front. It just kind of, I'm allured to it. So, yeah. Do you remember the moment that you decided, like, oh, Kingston's my place? It was when I came back, okay. actually. So I left after the four years and did some travel tree plant for a little bit and then relocating after. I kind of ended up back in Kingston and, and then I was like, oh, yeah. So that was the moment, I think, where I'm like, yeah, I, I missed it. I missed it. Mm. So, uh, yeah, and it was really easy to fall back. Like, I went to the same spots where I would do gigs before mm -hmm. and, like, found the same people, like John McClurg. And I was like, oh, hey! <laughs> so, so easy. I came back, and it was the Homegrown Music Festival. So I was able to just meet everyone again and, like, just pick it up where I left off, and it was awesome and really welcoming. And it was, like, never left, you know? So, yeah. And if someone asked where you're from, you would say? I would say Guelph. I am. You would say Guelph. Okay. I'm from Guelph, but then I'm living on Wolf Island now. So, like, so where are you living? I'm from, I live on Wolf Island. I'm, I, I'm not an islander, so I wasn't born over there. So, okay. and then from Guelph, that's, that's how I roll. Oh, guys, it's July, and the roses are in bloom, and uh, I like to sing about flowers because they make me feel full, so... Uh, this is a song about uh, roses. I got my hair all caught up in this rose bush. Now I got thorns in my braids. My mama came with a fine tooth comb. She pinched my ear and she walked me home. But I went back the very next day. Your arms, I found my fill 
Thank you, Mariah, for sitting down with the talented Emily Steele. And thank you, Emily, for that wonderful performance. Be sure to check out Emily Steele in The Real Deal Wednesday, August 5th for the Isabel Online Summer Music Festival, performing at 7 p.m. That's it for this week's episode of Brought Back Home on the CFRC 101.9 FM. Be sure to check our show out again next Thursday at 6 p.m. where we'll have local band Willy Nilly in for a live performance. If you'd like to keep up with the show, follow me on Instagram at MattMutoMusic or follow me on Twitter at MattMuto. And if you'd like to interact with the show at all, use the hashtag BroughtBackHomeYGK on Twitter or Instagram. This is Matt Muto signing off. Stay healthy and stay safe. Oh, 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 oh,